0: We just spent the last 20 minutes talking about super depressing shit before we're going to start the joke joke comedy stuff. We're
1: unpacking our generational trauma. It's good. It's going really
0: well. It's so fun. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) after we finished up, we both kind of looked at each other and our eyes met in the camera. Yeah. Because we're doing this over video chat. And then we both seemingly as a single person said, wahoo. Wahoo. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You can edit that in post. That's your problem.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny that we have the same, as Stevie said, it's kind of funny that we had the same brain, so that was going to be our same response, but it reminded me of a story.
1: Oh? Oh, yeah. You told me you had a good, a good cold open, and then you started summarizing what we'd done for the last 20 minutes, and I was like, but that's sad. You can't, we can't do that on podcast, so I'd really, I would like to know the related tale.
0: So the related tale mm-hmm. is at a similar point in my life when I was extremely depressed because of my divorce. mm Uh, Which happened to me uh, during the holidays. My ex-wife told me on Thanksgiving, actually, that she wanted a divorce.
1: On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Somehow I did not remember that info. I was very young when it happened.
0: So then I soon after had Christmas, you know, sans the wife. And I was just miserable that whole holiday season. Just absolutely miserable.
1: Understandably so.
0: So every now and then while opening gifts at mom's I would just say yeah yeah Merry Christmas (laughs)
1: Christmas (laughs) Christmas
0: (laughs) so between Jennifer and I that became code for everything is fucked God that's funny Christmas Christmas
1: yeah (laughs) I will be I will be adopting that God there's nothing worse than being sad on a holiday or your birthday oh my God oh Oh yeah it is uh like just bear me one of the worst things like this feels like actually like the whole universe is against me this isn't fair out of this 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 holy sacred day of all days my birthday i have to be sad i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna cut out the date they know my birthday i posted birthday posts on my tiktok jesus stevie have you not heard about stranger danger on the internet
1: All I do is dance around on the internet in front of strangers. My job is literally, is literally like be a silly little singing monkey clapping the cymbals for all these strangers. I don't know what you think I do. There's a
0: generational gap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, one of whom... Kind of forgot that the intro was supposed to go in here and was reminded by the other one, and the other one uh, Reminded me that I had to start the intro because I hadn't started it yet I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they them
1: My name is Stevie and I use he they pronouns the energy in the studio is very weird very, that very is weird. So weird. We transferred extremely quickly from tragedy to comedy, which is just how life is, ain't it? Damn, that's the bitch of life. And then uh, <laughs> Spring Awakening starts playing, and then the whole podcast episode gets copyrighted. God,
0: I hate that musical. What? Spring Awakening? I don't know this. No, I don't know this musical. Horny
1: teenage musical, angst, death, bad, not bad. Uh, the music is good, but the story, it. Uh, also well written but it's not a story i enjoy
0: see here's the thing you're the theater kid yeah so you would know more of these musical theater things yeah than perhaps the layperson who was not a theater kid but was a band nerd in their time Hmm. so i don't know this
1: all you need all you need to know is that there is an on-stage sex scene and it's usually hard to coordinate and it's also really weird because they're like teens in school and the whole idea, Spring Awakening is like code for like puberty basically and discovering your sexuality and whatever um, but then like this is a mild spoiler, someone offs himself at the end and it's like okay, okay kiddo are, are you sure this is the message you want to put in your musical about teens? Uh, then they did it anyway you know, but the reason I referenced it is because there's a song called The Bitch of Living and it's about teen angst, it's about teens being upset that's Spring Awakening. Don't bother. When, with that. when
0: did when did it come out?
1: I cannot remember. Let me double check because it feels like an early two thousands musical to me. Originally published two thousand six. I was right. That is okay.
0: So mid two thousands. Okay.
1: That's an emo musical if I've ever heard one. Like that makes sense to me.
0: See, I didn't understand emo at the
1: time. Interesting. You strike me as the kind of person who would have understood emo or alt subcultures but at that point i think you were still kind of too deep in like christian culture and like the divorce happened and so you had a lot of weird identity shit going on yep so i can see how you just didn't have time for emo but i could absolutely see you kind of falling into emo as all that happened
0: nope not even a little bit didn't straighten my hair didn't have that haircut that puts the hair over your one eye didn't do that
1: i like that that is all emo is to you like the music is that
0: not ninety percent of emo? Oh, that wearing your sleeves over your fingers.
1: I would argue the music is more of it, but I will let you razzle on the emo folks. However, I would like to clarify, emos, uh, those of you who remain uh, and have been revived in twenty twenty one, I stand. I stand with you. I understand you. Um, Micah, honestly, I think still has very emo vibes, and I'm just as surprised and upset as you are that Micah is not a part of your a part of your community. Um, but there's still time for them to change you seem like an emo person i know but i feel like you would have slipped into emo first but you just like went straight to goth
0: i've always been goth i've just been quiet about it
1: (laughs) closet goth (laughs) yeah pretty much that's so fucking funny i love that you didn't didn't even dabble in it didn't even dabble in it damn yeah i did on halloween dabbled in emo or goth goth. Okay, I was saying you didn't even dabble in emo.
0: What did you dabble in? Do you know t- how many times this hal- on Halloween I went as the Grim Reaper just so I could like, you know, like do my nails and stuff?
1: Oh my god, you're right. <gasps> Wasn't there one Halloween where you had a really scary wolf mask and scared the absolute shit out of me and I was like a literal child? Uh, yeah, there was one of those, yes. That's really funny. I forgive you. <laughs> you didn't apologize because uh, it was funny, um, but now that I remembered that that happened, I forgive you. I would have done it too. Fuck them kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm also really sorry I did that.
1: Yeah, I was like a it was like a wolf mask with like snarling and shit. I was four. I was like four. Um This so is true. It was a pretty yeah. it was a pretty mean prank to play on an actual child, a, a a baby, uh, if you will. Um but you were in college and madly depressed, and so I can't blame you. You had to <laughs> You had to channel it somewhere. And that's on <laughs> tormenting an actual baby. Uh
0: do what you need to do to Boy, you are making me. you were making me come out sounding like a saint in this. <laughs> Just like, I should be canonized <laughs> for my saintliness.
1: Listen, I remember one time, this was very, very early in my life, which you know because you were still living uh, with us, because there's such a wide gap, for the people who don't know, there's such a wide gap between all the siblings that, like, there like, none of us have all, like, all five of us have never lived in the house at the same time. Like... You only lived in the house for, like, the first, like, what, two years of my life, if that? Maybe three?
0: Yeah. About that.
1: Okay. And the reason I realized, like, it had to be more than two was because I have a distinct memory of mom saying that I would get to wake you up in a little bit. It was a Saturday, and I was, like, so fucking excited and ready to go. I don't know why. Maybe I just had, like, general childhood joy or whatever. I bet you hated that shit, especially when you're, like closeted, depressed, and you have to live with a baby. Oh, my God, no. Um, I would hate living with a baby at this stage of my life. I'm also really sorry that I was a baby while you were in college. I had no control over that, but I would like to I was you didn't have a choice that. in the matter.
0: I it's did not. not. Like a sign up, it's not like there was a sign-up sheet where you beforehand where you could decide, like... <laughs> oh yeah this is the baby in this is the life I want to be born into you get, to,
1: you get to be reincarnated but you get to choose some kind of you get to choose what kind of family it's like an adoption sheet but like you still have your adult brain when you fill it out and then it just gets wiped and then you go to the next family so like you do get to choose you just don't know it in this life that sounds like the plot of a fun movie TBH um, but what I was saying um, I Mom have no that,
0: clue how that movie would work
1: I like the premise. Give me a minute. I'll workshop it. Um, mom said that i would get to wake you up. And I was like super excited. And I ran to your room. And it was on the other side of the house. So I ran in there and I bust open the door. And I said, wake up sleepyhead. And then um, mom was like, no, no, what, what, what? It is so early on a Saturday morning. I said, you could do it later. And I was like, whoops, I misheard you, mom my bad and like slammed the door shut um i felt a little bad about that but it was also really funny to be fair um and that's probably, no, it is. The, and again that <laughs> i wreaked absolute havoc on your shit um and i was very small so can't punch a child at that age
0: also i vaguely remember that happening dead ass dead ass
1: were you very angry with me or did you, could you acknowledge that it was a little bit funny
0: it was a little bit funny but i was very tired
1: yeah yeah, that's understandable. Depressed so, people are very tired. And you were
0: a college kid who would frequently stay out very late at night. Can't blame you. I didn't want to go home.
1: Yeah, that's those avoiding coping mechanisms. Yup. There's also a video of you just like fucking with me when I was a baby. You're just making, I was like laying on the floor and you're like making my little arms and my legs dance. It was really cute. It's a very cute video. And then there's another one where I, in payback, am slapping the absolute shit out of your guitar. <laughs> like,
0: because I let you. Huh? Because I let you. I was like, here you go. You can try to play my guitar. And I was like, wah,
1: wah, wah, and made gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful music. And now I'm a prodigy, so you really started a chain of events there. And now I'm uh, Stevie B, a professional stinky man and entertainment extraordinaire. Um, so you really started off a good chain of events there.
0: You're going to blame all this on me.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I
0: am. <laughs> good to know.
1: <laughs> you were the one who gifted me the graveyard book by Neil Gaiman when I was only 10 years old and now it's an appropriate age it's an excellent book I thought I was reading a cool cool adult book when I got older and then I hit like high school and I was like wait a minute this is horror for children as if I wasn't already reading series of unfortunate events which I would argue is immensely worse like um, there is death obviously in the graveyard book but it helped me be okay with the concept where series of unfortunate events is like this is the saddest thing that will ever happen to anyone in the history of the world and you have to deal with that knowledge and you have to deal with that grief. And I was like, well, fuck. Thank you, Mr. Snicket. Let me read your next novel. Please, please, please. And then the library didn't have it. and I was really upset. That sucks. I did not get to read every single installment, but I did get to read the finale. And it ends on a cliffhanger. A hopeful cliffhanger? Because I think the point of that is that when you've undergone so much like bad stuff, or really any bad stuff, the only thing you really can hang on to is hope, because there is no guarantee. And so it ends like on a hopeful note, but you don't know what's going to happen to them. And I was very dissatisfied with that because the thematically, I did not understand
0: the significance. I gotcha. I'm pretty sure the significance was lost on many children.
1: Yeah, we were all we were all very young reading those books in which people constantly died and very bad things happened to children who were exactly like us. On the upside, the kids don't die. So, or, oh, that's good. The ma- the ma- no, the main three kid the main three kids don't die. I can't remember what happens to the others, but I feel. I I don't think they share the same fate.
0: Speaking of everyone sharing the same fate... Oh. Here comes the news. Our first headline. Kamala Harris takes on presidential role briefly while President Biden had a colonoscopy. (laughs) For about one hour this afternoon... He had a camera Uh,
1: up his ass, and Kamala was like, my time to shine, baby. Roll out those executive orders. And he's like, what did did you do? (laughs) It's gone. And she's like, I fixed the country. Or, I didn't fix the country, depending on whatever the fuck she's doing right now.
0: Well, uh, she didn't do anything while she was in power for an hour. That's probably smart. But she is historically (laughs) the first woman to wield presidential power in the U.S. That's true. And she got to do it for a whole hour.
1: A whole hour. The quality achieved. For a a wholly undignified reason. I think that's delightful. I think that's really good. Just for colonoscopy. Well, I I hope it went well. Imagine being the one to perform a colonoscopy on the actual president.
0: Also, have you ever gone under anesthesia before?
1: Yeah, wisdom teeth.
0: Okay. You know how you're kind of hazy when you come out?
1: Yeah, I reacted very badly to it, and I did throw out. Which apparently you're not supposed to do.
0: Well, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, remember the conversation we had about the whole yes and thing.
1: Yeah, I just really like dropping like information on you, and then you're like, well, "Fuck, that's weird." Back to the topic I wanted to talk about. <laughs>
0: it's like I have nowhere to go with this. Uh, trying to get back to where we were before. That's my
1: favorite bit. My favorite bit is stopping the podcast in its tracks.
0: <laughs> well, I got good news for you, Stevie. Mm-hmm. You are fantastic at that well practiced bit.
1: Thank you very much. Of derailing
0: much. This, this, this train. Thanks.
1: You were asking about... So speaking
0: a, of trains derailing...
1: Well, you were talking about anesthesia, and then I cut off your bit. You started You started a bit, you're like, well, you know what anesthesia's like, and you're kind of hazy? And I was like, yeah, and now I'm going to talk and mess up your bit for a little bit. Um, and then you came oh, back... Oh, you're right.
0: It, I did have a point to that, which yeah. also, yeah, speaking of trains derailing, <laughs> I'm still going to use the same... <laughs> Segway that I started to do just then And you cut it off
1: No No shit I'm ruining the segways. Okay I'll be quiet I'll let you finish it
0: So it's not going to have nearly the impact Now because I've, it's basically been talked up This whole time The anticipation is too much for everyone This better be a There's really a, good joke it, it, No it can't, I cannot measure up to it now I was just trying to get back to the fact <laughs> That whenever you come off of anesthesia You're oftentimes hazy mm-hmm. Yes yeah okay yeah so after Biden came off of anesthesia they were asking him questions this afternoon like, like, like nothing <laughs> and one of the questions they asked him was what did he think of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict what the fuck and he gave just this kind of well you know the jury has made its, its decision and I, I stand by that decision
1: so you're a wishy-washy piece of shit
0: kind of answer yeah that was his answer cool
1: wow fuck this guy yeah that is I
0: thought it was going to be but a but also they were asking him that while he was still probably like mildly <sighs> affected by anesthesia that is
1: such a bad idea wait like the news was asking him questions when he just came out from a colonoscopy yeah this oh afternoon my, oh my god what you're very much That's supposed ha- to like wait a minute after oh my god after coming out from under anesthesia also like
0: he's old he's old as fuck so he's old as fuck, and he's coming off of the, the anesthesia.
1: Oh my god. Honestly, it's it's a miracle he didn't say something worse. Like,
0: that is... No, it is. Oh my god. It so is. It's elder abuse. Stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can make elderly elder abuse jokes about the president.
0: What would you call it? He's an old guy that they've just wheeled away from jell hour. <laughs> to ask him questions that he's not, frankly, not prepared to answer.
1: Oh no. He's just like He barely knows what day it is. He's like, ah, oh, my butt hurts. And then they're like, Politics, politics, you use your brain, use your brain. And he's like, What I uh, I agree, and everyone's like, Boo, boo. Fuck you. And he's like, Shit, shit shit, wrong answer. Shit. God damn it. God damn it, my bad. And now it's gonna follow him. Simple as that. Yes, and
0: Stevie ha <laughs> I might make something out of that.
1: Please, I would really, I would really love that.
0: Something with xylophone.
1: That feels so fitting.
0: <laughs> Stevie <laughs>
1: That yes, I 100% agree. And now that you've said that, uh, I think you have to, because I, I think that's adorable.
0: Well, let's see. Let's see if the uh, let's see if the depression lets me. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it's just a
1: russian roulette and it's like a little bit of green space and the rest of it is rad and you just gotta hope when you spin the wheel
0: speaking of spinning the wheel mm-hmm. where's this going sometimes uh modes of travel have wheels on them yeah to uh steer yeah traveling is something that a lot of people are going to be doing uh this upcoming week during thanksgiving
1: yeah
0: uh you see how i'm doing this i'm kind of this is a smooth transition I'm doing here. This is a
1: long segue.
0: Well, apparently, storm systems may cause a headache for the Thanksgiving travelers. Oh. That's our second headline that I've actually. Uh, I forgot that we talked about.
1: For some reason, I thought we'd already been through two of them, and I thought you were transitioning away from the news, and I was really con- I was like, "Is this going to be this week in trans?" I was like, really confused. Um, so, Jinkies, second headline is um, pretty bad weather, ain't it?
0: yep a significant storm system is forecast to bring powerful winds which could mean disruption at major airports monday through wednesday it may not pack a hefty punch of precipitation still the precipitation will be a nuisance and bring blustery winds more fit for christmas travel than thanksgiving travel
1: i fucking love the word blustery that's so goddamn i think that's the best word in the world it it really gives you a sense of place a sense of atmosphere a sense of season it's wonderful blustery is one of my favorite words
0: but just, also, this is just straight up a nothing burger article.
1: Oh yeah, this is a this is a puff piece. Like this is n- uh, nothing at all. They're like, it's gonna there's gonna be weather. It won't. It probably won't kill anyone or be really all that bad. But it might be annoying. That's not yep. news. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you saying? Like, but it will be a nuisance for people. And I'm like, yeah, everything is. Everything's a nuisance nowadays. Have you looked outside? It's nuisance Nuisances. city. It's nuisance city. Nuisances <laughs> as far as the eyes can see. This is a nuisance soup. Like, God.
0: You know, we've said the word nuisance enough that it no longer sounds like a word.
1: No, it's really messing me up in my head now it's related to moose and as we established in our previous episodes uh, previously established in a gender swap canon moose is bad.com so i want to i want to veer away from this pretty rapidly um cuz i just i just unnerved myself with the fact that nuisance sounds a little too close to an animal i badmouthed once
0: Nuisances with moose don't do it more like shut up moose shit shut up uh uh-huh.
1: I felt that coming from a mile away, and I didn't like any part of that.
0: <laughs> well, that's a shame.
1: You did the Stevie style delivery where you just say the joke really slow <laughs> and giggle at it yourself, and then hope everyone else will.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you poo pooed my my attempt ha- at the Stevie brand the brand of uh, joke delivery.
1: You haven't mastered it yet. I'm sorry. I should have been more encouraging. You're on your way. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a theater teacher, but like one that takes their like high school theater job way too seriously and thinks they're raising the next generation of Broadway stars. So they're like, "I'm doing this because this is how it's done in the industry." When it's like, "I am in ninth grade, I'm a freshman."
0: Also, mm-hmm. uh, two things. Uh, first thing, I felt like you were passive aggressively saying that to me just then, which I oh, guess God, that's no. just how theater teachers sound.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: And then, uh, secondly if you have a teacher like that they're just playing make-believe and you know what let them have this they're pretending because
1: i swear to god that's how
0: they get through their day
1: they have never been outside of that school they actually live there like in the walls or something and they certainly have not been in the industry that they claim to 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 represent so just just pretend with them just play in the space ain't that what theater class is for (laughs) don't take this from them
0: if you are of age and you have a theater teacher, and your theater teacher is like that, I want you to yes, there and. Huh? Yes.
1: No, because you're the one, no, because you're the one who has to yes and them. They're not giving okay, you an so and.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's how that works. <sighs> yeah, the
1: problem is that you are the one yes anding. You have to say both yes and
0: and. So, so I can't say yes there and.
1: No, you have to say and you. You're going to yes and them.
0: Okay, so you're going to yes and them. Which
1: bitches in theater love. That's perfect, actually. That's really all they're going to tell you. Uh, that's actually really good. And then they'll, I don't know, kiss you on the mouth or whatever. I don't know. Is that what college theater's like?
0: I have no idea. I had nothing to do
1: with theater. I actually did do two theater classes, and it was not like that.
0: I was going to say, the closest thing to theater I've done is, is hosting burlesque shows.
1: God, that's delightful. That's really good. I wish I had hosted Believe it burlesque or not, shows. It's not
0: right? like the theater that uh, you did.
1: I, you know, somehow that does not surprise me. If I'd done Rocky Horror Picture Show, maybe, but it wasn't. So it was Little Women, and I played Beth twice. I played Beth twice in two different productions. Same director, though. That's why I got the role twice. Also because I'm a special boy, and I'm very talented. Or so I've been told. Anyway, I was not a boy when I played the role before, and I don't know what what my position in theater will be anymore after this. I do not know.
0: This has been a moment of discovery.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a little. Stevie. <laughs> yeah, I really want to get back into theater, but I don't know how anything yeah. that I've been doing is going to be perceived. Because sometimes I run into huh. people from high school, like every now and then, and so many of them are so supportive and so sweet. And they're like, hell yes, live your truth. And then mm-hmm. others are like, hey, how are you doing? Oh my God. I- For the
0: listener who can't hear it, Stevie was uh, flipping their head back and forth. Like hundred eighty degrees each way.
1: Yeah, like a protractor.
0: Like a protractor, <laughs> making the protractor motion with their head. I make it a little between each cool. word they said.
1: Hey girl, how are you doing? Isn't your isn't your top surgery coming up? Like your voice is deeper. Your voice is your voice is way deeper. I'm glad things are going really well for you. This is great, and I'm like thank you. Um, you did say hey girl at the beginning of this conversation, but I'll I'll ignore it. <laughs> And that just sounds like I'm here to pick a fight, and I'm not. It's just really awkward, because it's like, you were very kind to me in high school, and you are very clearly a, a centrist, liberal, cis-straight woman who maybe uh, has never met a trans person who is in the process of transitioning, because um, there were a couple of trans people who went to our high school who, like, absolutely passed um, pretty much the whole time, and I'm the first sort of in transition. Like, I, I'm at the point where my gender is just like confusing to strangers and that brings me a lot of joy um but it does it, it does pose some issues for the people who used to know me and aren't sure um if they should name me like uh, they were tempted to or not and that's been happening over the last like few months i would say um which shows that my transition is going well <laughs> Because they at least recognize that it would be really stupid to use the wrong pronouns because I have a mustache. It gets pretty hard to misgender me as female when I look like this. And that's satisfying to me. As it should be. Yeah. I don't remember what got me on that topic. My bad.
0: You also ultimately derailed what I was trying to do. Were you doing a segue? This whole thing was kind of a long segue. Fuck! Where I needed cushion shit before we went to our third headline
1: ah yeah yeah tonal shift my bad i did not realize that's where we were going
0: well i think we have enough of a gap there to uh go to it now but our third headline kyle rittenhouse found not guilty after fatally shooting two in kenosha unrest Rittenhouse killed two people and injured a third at protests last year after a white officer shot a black man, Jacob Blake, in the back. This comes courtesy of The Guardian. Uh, the reason I'm reading from their website is its tone is a bit more matter-of-fact and just plain what happened. Because mm. a lot of the coverage I'm seeing right now is very wishy-washy Yeah. here in the States because people are trying to avoid civil unrest when... Seems this is the like... kind
1: of thing that very much would trigger that and uh that's understandably yeah.
0: yeah for those of you who don't know uh this past year uh kyle rittenhouse killed joseph rosenbaum age 36 and anthony huber age 26 and wounded gage uh i apologize if i'm mispronouncing the last name gross 27 when he shot them with an assault rifle as he roamed the streets of Kenosha with other armed men acting as a self-described militia during protests in August 2020 after a white police officer shot a black man Jacob Blake in the back. So this was a protest that was protesting state violence. And this little... And protesting the, the murder of a black man. And he decided to go across state lines pick up the AR-15 from a friend of his who was holding it for him, specifically for this purpose, for him to go and hunt people.
1: And we can call it what it is. Like, this trial is like the legalization of like of, of white supremacists forming their little militias and um, fucking killing people they disagree with because that is exactly what happened here. Like, there's no bones about it, and the judge was very, very clearly biased, would not, if I remember correctly, would not allow... The lawyers to call the victims victims. He wanted them to call them looters or rioters.
0: He would allow that, but not or arsonists or arsonists. Wow. He, He he specified. They can be called looters, rioters, or arsonists.
1: I am sure that, that 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 is completely unbiased, though. Total coincidence. This was definitely not a mock trial with a predetermined uh, outcome. Um, because we don't do state injustice this side, of the, this side of the
0: pond. Well, here's the thing. The system... I, I try not to get too deeply in politics in this podcast, but... It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Especially with stuff like this. Mm. But the United States government is built on white supremacy. Mm-hmm. and has been since the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is the system protecting white supremacy.
1: It's working exactly as it was supposed to.
0: Yeah. thing is, we can see it. And what we have to decide now is what we do with this information from the outcome, like how we move forward. And as a sort of friendly note to our listeners, talk to your neighbors and do it off microphone. Mm. Just get out amongst your community and talk to your neighbors and see how best to support each other in times like these.
1: There are pretty much always local communities that do like grassroots support. That is always going to be way more effective than, I don't know, the standard organizations to donate to, like the fucking Salvation Army or something. Don't donate to them. They suck ass. Um, but I was going to do a plug. Where the fuck did my phone go? Um, wanted to use this as like an opportunity to promote an organization since like I I, it doesn't seem right to just say like hey this sucks and I'll give you any like tangible ways that you can like help the situation and obviously the situation is going to be much larger than this one trial there's nothing to be done about that now they don't really retrial stuff like this um but it's obviously like a way a way deeper issue and like Micah made a comment saying that like it's just now coming to light and I would like to clarify it has always been very very visible to the people who are actively uh, oppressed by that community um, yes but it's just that although all the white people are now realizing that it's pretty hard to ignore now it is it is pretty fucking obvious they are screaming it and unafraid to to uh to show it so i was trying to find an organization that i felt would be best for this and what i settled upon is the national lawyers guild mass defense program um, I'm just going straight from their website here um, so you can get a good idea of what they're about. It's a network of activists, community members, organizers, legal workers, law students, and lawyers who provide legal support for protests and movements fighting for progressive social change. Um, members across the country provide know your rights and legal observer trainings, assistance in setting up temporary legal offices and legal support structures, legal observer coverage during protest events, materials for supporting activists engaged in mass protest, and more. And this has been such a huge fucking issue, especially like like after the June 2020 um, Black Lives Matter protests, like in the aftermath of that, I feel like something that wasn't talked about as frequently was all of the legal shit that happened because this country loves arresting protesters, um, but only some protesters. Very fucking obviously. Don't forget that you can storm the Capitol and get, what, 18 months in prison? Goddamn.
0: But only if you're on a certain side.
1: Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, yeah they will arrest
0: who they want to. And inevitably, when laws get passed to curb these sorts of things, they inevitably get used against the left.
1: Yeah. DeSantis is already trying for it. It's a uh, can't say what I want to say about DeSantis, given that they have now legalized um, white supremacists uh, shooting everyone. But, God, that sounds so, like, fucking darkly dystopian that it sounds cartoonish. Like, this sounds cartoonishly evil. It's fucking stupid. Um, yeah but i would highly yeah. recommend donating to the national lawyers uh mass defense program because they are here to help people on <laughs> i even, i feel like i'm i'm i was about to say like the right side of history and that, i hate that fucking saying it's so stupid um but they're here to help minorities they're here to help people on the left um and that's a pretty good organization to to boost uh during i was gonna say a time like this but it's always a time like this ain't it I feel like I keep defaulting to cliches that are stupid and tired and I don't... uh, There's no elegant way to say shit like that. It all just sucks and everything's just fucky and we have to support each other. How do we... How do we do jokes?
0: It is a very good point. How do we do jokes? Like, I don't actually have a transition away from all of this because it is just such a dark subject but felt like we had to say something on it obviously um
1: and like understand that we are not like we are in no yeah. way trying to like make light of the situation and that kind of thing like it is i feel like already especially within the last like 2 years year and a half you know with the everything and the world ending and such um i feel like we have all gotten very very used to just like hearing like bad news story after bad news story and then going shit i still have to go to work i still have to crack jokes i still have to do my homework Like, the world's ending. This doesn't seem right. And this is literally just, like, a microcosm of that, where it's like, well, fuck. I guess we have to keep on. I guess we have to keep on doing whatever the fuck we're doing.
0: So, uh, speaking of that, um, keeping on doing what we're doing. Yeah. I have to come up with a transition here. Okay. And I'm thinking, uh, maybe we should, uh, step out for a bit. Yeah. And just get out of this particular zone that we're in okay
1: you could do a little a little musical drop maybe kind of change the vibe up a little bit yeah but, put the podcast in a jar and shake it around
0: exactly but get out of this zone in particular
1: I would really like to get out of this zone for a little bit what kind of zone are we going to instead Micah
0: We're gonna go to the monster zone It's the monster, know, zone. Monster. monster zone monster zone
1: monster zone <laughs>
0: So this is a bald-faced, desperate attempt to turn the podcast around a little bit with an unplanned, hitherto...
1: Is that what you were Googling while I was talking? Yes. You were like, I need a fucking monster zone right now. I need something here. Okay, understandable.
0: It's been a heavy episode so far. Yeah. I guess fewer things are heavier than UFOs, which I imagine weigh quite a bit.
1: Okay, okay, hold on. I would like to point out that I feel like you're being a little bit generous right now because this is the monster zone. I feel like you should be talking about the creatures inside the UFOs, like aliens, but there's so little known about them. So you're just kind of defaulting for like their their vehicle. Like that's like somebody going, let's study the creatures on earth. And then they study our fucking cars. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, that was literally a joke in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: I haven't seen that. You know that.
0: You haven't seen that? No. You haven't read the books? No, I'm illiterate. I can't read. It, I know for a fact that is a lie. I've seen you read.
1: No, you don't. You literally have not seen me. You not recently. You don't know if I forgot it all.
0: Uh you're kill, you're killing me, Steve. I could just have a
1: really good uh, text to speech program.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? You respond to me on on DM all the time.
1: Yeah, text to speech.
0: Yeah, but that means you had to read what I said.
1: No. What do you mean no? It reads it out to me. <laughs> I can listen to it. Just can't spell it.
0: <sighs>
1: You're like, I hate you for weaving this stupid fucking fiction. You're ruining my podcast.
0: <laughs> You're killing me, Stevie. You're killing me.
1: Okay, talk to me about UFOs.
0: <laughs> so I figure since the the beings inside the UFOs are probably creepy monsters, their vehicles uh, could be equally monstrous, you know, beyond our understanding, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's like I look at a human, I go, that's just a human. But then I see that they're driving a Ford F 150, and I go, ooh.
0: I don't feel like you're yes anding me so much. Sorry, uh-huh. sorry, sorry, sorry. You're and knowing UFOs. me. UFOs! Woo! So, fact number one about the UFOs the United States government had its own UFO task force. Fuck yes! Was
1: this like what, the 60s?
0: Project Blue Book. It went from 1947
1: to 1969. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, they in the 40s? investigated.
0: Uh, various phenomena. Twelve thousand six hundred eighteen sightings, which could be explained by weather-related phenomena. <laughs> the government does admit that seven hundred and one cases were never solved, despite vigorous investigation. What?
1: See, I feel like also a lot of war and shit was happening around then. Like World War Two was happening, and then like the Cold War came pretty soon after that. Well, f- nineteen
0: forty-seven. The, the, the World War Two was over. Why do World I? World th- War II ended in nineteen forty-five. Oh my God! You're right.
1: I always envisioned just like the 40s was just like all World War II, but the last half of it certainly wasn't.
0: So this was basically right during, this was the start of the Red Scare oh. and people being afraid of communists. So part of the fear of UFOs was it was like a communist vehicle. That's, what?
1: <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Why were yeah. UFOs communist vehicles? They were worried that this was something the commies had cooked up. The aliens? Well, not aliens, but you know, there's could be communists <laughs> in there. Commies
1: are bad enough. Communist aliens? Fuck no. So you just assume commies have built some Posadists. kind of cool spyware. Haha, ha, that's a theory joke. What'd you say? Sorry, I didn't hear it. Can you say it again?
0: Posadists? Haha. Ha.
1: Yeah, never mind. I don't know what that means. Sorry. It had this. There's effect. a guy named
0: Posada who wrote about communism, and this is extremely boiled down, overly simplified. <laughs> Someone's going to get mad at me in the comments because when am going to simplify too much. But basically. He talked about communist aliens. That's so fun. Oh, and the dolphins are intelligent.
1: Well, we know that, but maybe not to the level he thought so.
0: Hell yeah. Communist
1: aliens. I would love to go to lunch with them.
0: And intelligent dolphins. Delightful. You know who's not an intelligent dolphin? Who? Fact number two, an experienced pilot crashed and died after pursuing a UFO. Stop
1: it. He died. Don't make jokes about him.
0: Look, it happened He's... back in January of 1948.
1: That's true. He'll never hear this.
0: A lot I say of this as if, if he di-
1: I say that as if if he died last week he would still hear it. Um, that's fair. He was chasing it.
0: Apparently he reported a flying saucer in the Kentucky area which led him on his fruitless and ultimately fatal chase. What did he crash into? Circumstances leading up to his crash are still disputed by public and members of the military. Oh. Fellow members of the Kentucky National Guard who were also searching for the UFO have never been able to properly identify what it was they were chasing. Shit. Some scholars suggest that it might have been a weather balloon. Oh my god. But the fact, the matter is, we'll simply never know. But yeah, he, uh, it happened in January of 1948, so I would like to point out, Mm -hmm. we can make jokes about this because, you know, tragedy plus time (laughs) equals comedy.
1: I agree. I hope it was just kind of like a fucked up bird. I hope it was just like a A real fucked up up bird.
0: (laughs) Oh goodness. Now I'm imagining the Benny Hill music playing while they chase the fucked up bird. (laughs) That's that's such a dumb way to die.
1: I feel kind of bad. That's such a stupid stupid way to die. May he rest in peace or whatever and finally find out if aliens exist. Also, also, normally you tell me what site the facts come from. Is this actually a reputable source for once?
0: Uh, no, this is bestlifeonline.com.
1: Okay, so it's, I don't think so?
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they, for all I know, they're winging it. They're just making this stuff up.
1: Okay. They so don't le- cite
0: their sources.
1: Okay, so they could have made both of those facts up. Okay, that's fun.
0: Uh, one pilot claims to have seen a UFO traveling at 1,400 miles per hour.
1: How could he even measure that? He wouldn't have even seen that. He's full of shit.
0: In 1947, American pilot Kenneth Arnold reported seeing very bright lights hovering near his plane while on a business trip to Yakima, Washington. Arnold told the newspaper that they were flying in a V-formation at speeds of around 1,400 miles per hour. Oh, so shit. They, he didn't measure it. He just eyeballed it. He just
1: eyeballed it. He's like never seen anything go above like 100 miles per hour. And he's like, I bet that's 14 times as big. <laughs> you wouldn't have even seen it, jag off. That's stupid.
0: These impossibly fast-flying objects have never been <laughs> since explained, and it was actually Arnold's description of the encounter, saucers skipping on water, that led to the term flying saucer in conjunction with UFOs. Yeah, of
1: course it's never been explained. He made it up. He wouldn't have even seen it. Are you sure he wasn't just, like, tripping balls and absolutely shit was not qualified to be flying the plane at that point? Because I do not believe— only A
0: bag of <laughs> mushrooms before taking off.
1: <laughs> His wife made stuffed mushrooms, but she mistook the kind. Like— what's he supposed to like i'm really stuck on the number there because that is just a stupidly high number to where i'm like you have to be dense like you have to be dumb although the one time i definitely didn't do lsd i absolutely would have been that confident and thought i actually do understand um the way the way speed is measured and i think that i do know exactly what 1400 miles per hour is um so we're
0: not saying that this guy did psychedelics and started flying his plane yeah no but we're not not saying it precisely Speaking of psychedelics and flying planes... Okay. (laughs) Members of the United States Air Force have reported seeing a spaceship.
1: (laughs) So it's always the bitches in planes, huh?
0: And also, I don't know that they did psychedelics. But again, after I read this description, I'm not not saying it.
1: I'll just assume they're high as shit. Just absolutely off the rocker. In
0: 1980, members of the U.S. Air Force stationed just outside of London reported seeing a series of strange lights coming from nearby... Rendlesham Forest now that's a fake name
1: Rendlesham for. got to google it Rendlesham
0: google it. Forest there's no way according to the BBC a few of the servicemen reported coming across what that first assumed was a downed aircraft in the forest upon getting closer they discovered it was an otherworldly craft that had emitted light beams reaching across the forest
1: that's very cool actually
0: In the days that followed, many other Air Force officers came forward to corroborate these claims, stating that the glow from this mysterious aircraft had put on an impressive light show for hours, without any clear sign that the lights could have come from another source. Ever since, this area just outside of London has become known as the Roswell of England that's
1: very cool what i was about to say because i looked at Rendlesham forest as well i was like oh that's why it's fucked it's a fucked up name it's in the uk it literally sounds like somebody who had never been to england before just had to come up with a stupid little british name for something and they came up with Rendlesham forest fuck you fuck you that's so dumb
0: i also i did say at the start of this that it took place just outside of london Oh,
1: I heard Which, you say that at the end. I didn't hear it at the beginning because I was so focused on Googling Rendlesham Forest. <laughs> See, it's, re- like I said, really hard for me to read. So it did take a lot of focusing. Then I couldn't hear. Sorry.
0: Ah, but you can read. You just admitted it.
1: No, I got to try really hard if I'm not using my text-to-speech program. I just don't normally want to expend that much brain capacity. Fair enough. That actually is the truth. I just don't want to expend that brain capacity on reading. I simply don't.
0: Uh, Fact number five. Mm-hmm. The cause of an event involving green balls of fire in New Mexico is still unsolved. That's cool. What year? December 5th, 1948. Okay. Two separate plane crews, one from the United States Air Force, see, there's the Air Force again. Again. Reported seeing a giant ball of green fire just east of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Ooh. The unrelated crews each reported this mysterious ball of fire to authorities. One crew reported that at several times, the ball of fire seemed to travel straight for the craft, causing the pilot to swerve to avoid it. Jinkies. Since that incident, numerous other green fireball incidences have been reported in the state of New Mexico and beyond. Oh, shit. None of which have been fully explained.
1: Only in New Mexico? Well,
0: it said and beyond, so and I assume... And beyond,
1: okay, okay.
0: And beyond is a pretty, let's let's face it, wide area. Pretty it's wide area. big. <laughs>
1: new mexico and everywhere else like okay sure (laughs) yeah you could have just said
0: everywhere (laughs) like okay (laughs) you didn't have to also specify new mexico still at that point it is included in beyond exactly uh skipping forward here a bit because i don't want to read all these facts because they do get a little bit repetitious but this one a ufo in los angeles caused five deaths five in February of 1942, again in 1942. Like, this is... What's going on there? A lot happened in the 40s. There's a lot happening in the 40s. Soldiers stationed around 120 miles from Los Angeles spotted an unidentified flying vessel zipping in and out of view. Thinking that it might be an enemy aircraft, yeah. it was in the middle of World War II, after all, Yeah, the United States military plunged the entire city of Los Angeles into darkness to better spot the aircraft. Oh, shit. As the blackout ensued police were inundated with reports of unidentified flying objects spotted around the city oh my god due to the stress of the event five people died from heart attacks oh my god and car crashes after the city returned to its normal state authorities claimed that what soldiers saw was a meteorological balloon and not an enemy fighter or a ufo
1: do meteorological balloons float or not float like glow do meteorological balloons glow
0: generally speaking no they do not yeah, that was
1: bullshit. They just not want to say they didn't know anything. They don't want to kill any more people from the actual stress. See, every so often, a UFO story gets me. And don't get me wrong, I think aliens exist. The universe is way too big. Like, the probability of, we, of us being the only people in the universe, the probability is just way too low. But I think it's really presumptuous enough to think that on their planet or wherever, they would have evolved to be able to communicate with humans. Like, it, the, I, I highly doubt that they are even is something that we could like recognize, you know what i mean? Like they just would have evolved in totally different climates.
0: Also, time is so vast.
1: So vast. Oh my god. They
0: could have evolved well before us and already died out and may not evolve till well after us. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I I think there's probably multiple different life forms, but I'm not silly enough to think that they would have found us already or cared to communicate with us. The universe is big as fuck. I yeah, de- it, it,
0: it technically counts in the and beyond from earlier it does and in that regard that article was right <laughs> there are ufos <laughs> in
1: new mexico and beyond <laughs> in the most vast <laughs> sense of and beyond that you can think of well done beyond life whatever.com
0: uh best life online.com to you
1: well done best life online.com
0: <laughs> this is shifting gears a bit Mm-hmm. uh This one I'm going to have to preface with a little bit of history. Okay. But in the 90s, in 1997, there was a cult that -hmm. had started in the 70s Mm -hmm. called Heaven's Gate. Oh, yep. So you know about Heaven's Gate.
1: Oh, yeah, I do. Their website is still active, by the way. It is insane. It's really, really surreal to see it.
0: It is quite surreal. Uh, For the listeners who may not know this cult in 1997 committed mass suicide uh, 39 39 people
1: isn't that the one where it's it's like it looks like a couple of them did resist but then they weren't given the choice if i remember correctly i think that was the case for at least a couple
0: Ma- maybe I, I i don't i don't know does it specifically say here mm. uh but they timed their suicides to take place after the rare viewing of the comet hail which they allegedly believed that a UFO would be trailing the comet in order to bring them to a higher level of consciousness.
1: Yeah, they all thought they were about to ascend. Yep, I guess they did. So that's in a UFO sense. related. Yeah. So
0: the monster in this case is, uh, well, the cult leader.
1: Yeah. Who was it again? I know his name. Applegate.
0: Applegate. What? His last name was Applegate. Really? That feels I really so
1: that feels really heavy handed and obvious or no
0: apple white i think
1: apple white okay yeah i was like there's no way there's gate in both of the names but i saw the um Uh,
0: marshall marshall apple white was the guy who started it yeah
1: i saw a compilation of like basically their closing statements because they have it on tape and like all of them Mm -hmm. have the same haircut they all wear the same like blank white clothes and they all just like give closing remarks
0: huh all had the same i think it was like nikes they were Mm. wearing all the same sneakers
1: They all went to the same restaurant at the same time and ordered the same thing. It was literally supposed to, like, strip them of their personal identity and just be a collective.
0: Really eerie. This next fact, Mm -hmm. which, again, this is kind of loosely reaching on facts. Okay. I'm not sure I would use this. I'm not sure the word fact really applies to many of the things that they've written here. Fact with an asterisk. Very much so. Fact (laughs) with an asterisk. Uh, the Bible might contain an anecdote about a UFO sighting.
1: Yeah, sure. I guess anything might. Fuck off. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, the book, in, the book of Is, in the book of Ezekiel, mm-hmm. uh, it's the one in chapter 1, verse 4. And I looked, and beheld a whirlwind that came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself. And a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof, as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire...
1: Yeah, sure. There are a ton of miracles and weird sightings in the Bible that could have been UFOs. The burning bush that Moses saw could have been a UFO. Like any any of these, any of this weird shit could have.
0: The flaming chariot that took off that that took Elijah or whatever was it Elijah up into heaven?
1: Uh, yes, it, that was Elijah, I believe. Like that is as unidentified of a flying object as I've ever seen. That was the first alien abduction. Like <laughs> this is so right on up there. stupid. Jesus literally ascended to heaven. Everyone was like, "Whoa!" I, I I always imagine it like he's being abducted by aliens. Like he has like that kind of beam of light on him, and he's just t posing his way up. Like I always imagine it the, the same way. That's such bullshit to just pick a verse with a random miracle and say could have been a UFO. Yeah, most of it could have been a
0: UFO. Could have been vague enough language. Truly. <laughs> fact number 13 again fact we're using this term loosely mm-hmm. ancient roman scholars once wrote about flying ghostly ships romans did in ancient rome the philosopher and historian titus livius once claimed in his historical text Ab herb condita that many mm-hmm. people saw ghostly ships haunting the skies of the city for years on end that's interesting So it is a rare Though it is a rather vague sighting, many historians believe that is the first official UFO sighting in recorded history. Interesting.
1: I feel like the Romans said a lot of shit, but I think they were pretty good about sort of separating their historical texts from their like folklore, basically. That is interesting. Although at the same time, I don't know if they would have review- like viewed some of their like say like all their gods and stuff and like what the gods were doing they would have put that shit in their historical texts you know what i mean like yeah there's not really any reason to think that like one to be more fact-based so never mind they probably didn't separate at all they just kind of thought everything they thought was correct so yeah we have no way of verifying that cool
0: <laughs> the first european settlers in america reported seeing ufos as well okay what they see in 1639 The governor of the Massachusetts colony, John Winthrop, reported that members of the colony were kidnapped by a mysterious light. Hold on. What? This next sentence, just these next five words, completely change whether or not you should believe this. Oh, man. Okay, hit me. According to the History Channel...
1: Damn it! (laughs) Damn it!
0: So according to the History Channel, that well-known source with all their UFO shows and... Searching for Sasquatch and...
1: Like, frequently, frequently has shows about conspiracy theories. You know, yeah. history.
0: So according to the History Channel, God. Winthrop wrote about this event in his personal journal, detailing an experience in which numerous inexplicable light sources filled up the sky. I mean, he, sure. Uh, claimed that claimed that settlers lost track of time, and that three men who were, quote, sober and <coughs> discreet disappeared after attempting to follow these sources of light that ran swift as an arrow. Sober and discreet. God, that's funny. That sounds like an advertisement for a cowboy service. Also, given what we know about drinking back then...
1: Well, what did they consider sober? <laughs> like, just had two? Because well, they drink beer with, like, breakfast.
0: I'll put it to you this way. A scant hundred-something years later, we know that the Founding Fathers, while they were working on the Declaration of Independence drank 54 bottles of Madeira, 60 bottles of Claret, 8 bottles of whiskey, 22 bottles of Porter, 8 bottles of hard cider, 12 bottles of beer, and 7 bowls of alcoholic punch.
1: It's it's literally just a bunch of drunk dudes sitting in a room arguing about what's going to go on this big piece of paper. And then we said, they cannot make mistakes! (laughs) No, they cannot! Like, What, so I can't get drunk and get a little silly, but they could do it and found a country? Fuck y'all. That is, yeah, no, those bitches were, they definitely would have considered, like, what, four drinks in to be dead sober.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, back then you just had a beer with breakfast. Exactly. You think I'm joking, I'm serious. I said that first, and you didn't say anything. I'm sorry, I missed that, Stevie. I will try to be more attentive thank you i appreciate it (laughs) you're welcome
1: this episode is full of apologies nature is healing
0: uh nature is healing i'm gonna read one more fact okay because i don't want to go through all 21 of them because there's a lot of them and they do get repetitive
1: yeah they're pretty much all just ufo sightings
0: certain events in close encounters of the third kind which was a movie okay actually happened
1: okay have you seen said movie
0: uh, yes, I have seen said movie. Have you seen said movie? No, I don't think so. It's a classic bit of cinema. It
1: sounds like a movie that you would have shown me, but I don't remember you doing so.
0: It's got a really famous uh, ending of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Let's see.
1: First thing I thought of was Fifth Element, which is definitely not the same.
0: Hold on a second. Let me share my screen.
1: Ah, oh, what a cool movie. I want to see that now. That looks really cool. That looks extremely cool.
0: So, yes, I did... I showed you that to make the point that this supposed fact is certain events and close encounters of a third kind actually happened.
1: Which ones? I'm certain it's not the scene you just showed me.
0: It is It is not that scene. What? Uh, according to the UFO experience, a scientific inquiry by Joseph Allen Hynek... One of the more memorable scenes of the movie, in which UFOs cause motorists to lose power in their cars, happened in Levelhead, Texas, in 1957. That's ironic. The name. The real-life Level, level land, if I can say the word. The real-life Levelland case had 15 witnesses, including police officers, who reported seeing bright lights and objects zooming around the landscape.
1: That's crazy.
0: Every witness reported that when the lights got too close to motorists, the cars lost power on the road. Many scientists and skeptics blamed the occurrence on ball lightning or an electrical storm.
1: That is so cool. Also, I thought you said Level Head, Texas, and so I said that that was funny, but it was Levelland, Texas, and that's no longer funny.
0: Yes, Levelland, Texas.
1: Interesting. So it could have been a, a, like electricity storm. I don't know anything about electricity storms, so I am not qualified to say whether or not that is plausible.
0: Uh, ball lightning. Yeah, it can do that sort of thing. That's crazy. Ball lightning has been reported since uh, like the earliest sightings of it, if I remember correctly, has been reported as far back as ancient times.
1: Ooh, that's crazy.
0: It's just like a ball of electricity that like slowly travels. And sometimes people report that it can move through walls.
1: Yeah, that definitely that I feel like that's way more likely. <laughs> I did not even know that exists, but I can definitely see how people would mistake that for UFOs. Yeah, that's crazy. I never heard of that. I love
0: that. And it's a, yeah, it's a real thing.
1: Trailing uh, walls and shit, damn.
0: Yeah, so this has been uh, the Monster Zone, which I didn't talk about the monsters so much as I talked about people claiming to have seen their cars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought that was very pleasant. Yeah, no. So at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking a lot about childhood uh, and our relationship with each other, etc. I'm getting really, really nostalgic. Um, and I don't know if this specific scenario is one you've experienced before, but I, I would just like to chat about it a little bit. Um, so are you ready for a quiz titled, How You Pass the Time at Home Depot While Your Mother is Buying Gravel for Her New Flower
0: Bed? Sure. Hell yeah. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. You've got it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers.
1: How did you get to the store? Drove, my mom drove me, uh, took the bus or train, or walked. Uh, I'm gonna
0: say my mom drove me.
1: Okay. How's your day been so far? Good, bad, mediocre?
0: Uh, Let's say bad.
1: Okay. Uh, Have you been to Home Depot before? yeah uh no yes or i don't know bro maybe i'm gonna say yes okay this one is a is a is a type in answer what's your dream job tell me honestly
0: what's my dream job yeah uh billionaire playboy
1: billionaire playboy
0: play person play them
1: god damn it i already hit next i'm so sorry to be fair, I don't think that question will affect your score at all because there's actually no way to score the fill in the blank answers, so I don't know why they did that. Uh, what's your relationship with your mother like? Bad, it's alright, good, complicated,
0: colon slash or wish I knew. I'm gonna say complicated.
1: Complicated. I just like the last one wish I knew. Um oh my god another fill in the blank are they just doing every other is like fill in the blank uh one time when my mom was mad at me she got my sister's ice cream and then made me watch them eat it i didn't get any what's a fun memory you have of your family um i can just write some bullshit in here since they're not going to score it i'm really mad about this but i think that could be a fun prompt have you ever had fun micah with your family specifically
0: this is a very hard quiz to riff on you do realize
1: that (laughs) yeah my bad
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, i didn't really um, I, d- I
1: forgot I, like I, I forgot that i had so many fill in the blanks else i probably would have i probably would not done it um do you have any fun memories i can just type i have never had fun before
0: i have never had fun before there you go
1: i have never had fun a day in my life next what are you planning on doing first in the home depot i'll just follow my mom drifting off to some corner and wait Going ahead and finding the gravel before my mom picks out a shopping cart. Leaning against a wall trying to connect to the Home Depot Wi-Fi. Wandering around the aisles. Or finding the kitchen displays and pretending I'm part of a functional and loving family.
0: I'll just follow my mom.
1: Just follow my mom. What color are your walls painted? And it just gives, like, the colors of the rainbow. Like, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo. It's
0: so just... wood what, what paneling's not an option here. No, brown isn't listed. I guess. Let's red? say, is gray an option? It's just the colors of the rainbow. I'll say blue then. Okay, this is a dumb quest.
1: Uh, what cursed item are you wearing to Home Depot? Uh, an Invader Zim hoodie, a BTS shirt, um, gay rainbow suspenders, a sexy Beetlejuice costume, um, massive fucking demonias, or oh, and uh, and I. Uh, it's a hoodie with, like, the ahigao
0: faces all over it. So I'm... G- not, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awkward. I'm gonna say, uh... Invader Zim hoodie, I guess?
1: I would have guessed that, honestly. Um, though the demonias are very fun.
0: Although I was very close to saying sexy Beetlejuice costume, just oh, because.
1: I love that one. Um, another fill-in-the-blank. What's an unpopular opinion of yours?
0: An unpopular opinion of mine?
1: Yeah. There's a fun trend on TikTok called No Nuance November where you say a hot take, but you don't explain it. So people just get mad at you. And I feel like this could be a good, a good spot for a, a really short, quick, no nuance November where you, ha- you are not obligated to explain yourself.
0: A hot take that I have that will make people angry.
1: Uh, are there any celebrities you think are hot that you think is a controversial opinion? That's a really easy one.
0: Any celebrities I think are hot that I think, you know what, Steve Buscemi.
1: God damn it. That's an awful answer. I love that. That's so
0: fucking good. Steve Buscemi is actually hot. Do you actually believe that? You you can cut this part out. Steve Buscemi is attractive in his own way.
1: I feel like you're saying that because you're hoping Steve Buscemi will listen to this. You know what? Uh, Let's not rule that out. That's true. We actually have no info on whether or not Steve Buscemi listens to our podcast.
0: Uh, Uh, Steve Buscemi, if you are a fan, uh, I'm not going to beg you to come on the show, but I just want to say, fan of your work
1: see Buscemi I'm gonna be real with you I don't actually think I've ever seen anything with you in it but you seem like a pretty chill dude um you would be part of my uh ideal blunt rotation
0: you've never seen Spy Kids 2
1: no I haven't can you believe I haven't even seen Spy Kids 1 I don't think Hold on, Steve Buscemi where did that
0: Spy Kids 2 quote
1: where did that meme the how do you do fellow kids meme come from
0: I don't know what it came from, but I have to show you this because it's from Spy Kids 2. Okay, I'm very excited. Oh, you better be. <laughs> You'd better buckle up because I'm about to hit you with the most existential bit of media to exist in a children's film ever. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: For the for the discerning listener, if you don't know what deep quote from Spy Kids 2 is being uh, is being referenced here, just based on my reaction, uh, the quote is uh, one you've definitely heard before. Um, uh, Does God stay in heaven for fear of what He created? Uh, more or less. Um, that is a quote I've seen all over Tumblr, and I remember seeing a post saying this quote. This is such a raw fucking quote for it to be from Spy Kids 2, and I completely buried the citation for that post and just kept the quote. Wow. That is that is stellar, and I actually really want to watch it now. Holy shit, I want to watch my kids too now.
0: Well, it's a fun movie.
1: I might make Shiloh watch that with me after we go get burgers. Um, how do we get on that topic of Oh, you said Steve Buscemi was hot, and then we okay. That okay. Yeah, question eleven. Going
0: back to the quiz now.
1: Question 11, how touch-starved are you right now? Um, I guess I could go for being held right now. Um, I'm actually pretty content. I don't like being touched, actually. Or I would kill a man with my bare hands to get a kiss on the forehead. I'm actually pretty content. Hell yeah. Question 12, when was the last time someone told you they love you, and who said it? It's another fill-in-the-blank. It's a wishy-washy-ass fill-in-the-blank.
0: My wife and, like, at some point today. My wife today. Okay,
1: the answer... Ah, uh, you were climbing the forbidden orange ladder for the monkey brain wins again.
0: They just said and that's it. Yeah, no, that's- no, no, no poetry description. No, no talking about my horoscope. No, nothing. I feel like this was way too much work for the for so little payout. They had you fill in your own answers. Yeah, but the problem is, is that those. I've made you quizzes before, and you can't grade
1: to fill in the blanks. They are optional. It does not affect your score. It is just fluff. That was a twelve question. That was a twelve question quiz, and like half of them were were fill in the blanks. So like six of those were actual questions that affected your score. The options, though, uh, if you're if you're curious, the most frequently um the most frequently gotten result is walking around in the plants aisle. Um, the next most frequent is climbing the forbidden orange ladder. Um, okay. The next one is blinding yourself in the hall of lamps. Uh next one is holding my hand. Next is crying because you got lost. And the last one is stealing chips from the pain aisle. And that is uh, one that only 3% of users got. And I really like that because I would have done either that or blinding yourself in the hall of lamps. I truly gravitate like a little moth in big, big stores with a light section. Holy shit. I like going in there and I feel like it's Christmas, but Jesus fucking Christ, it is very warm in that aisle. <laughs> it is very yeah, warm is. and very bright in that aisle. Um, so at least we know that you would have been climbing this silly orange ladder, which I feel like you might've done as a kid.
0: I Although, did not. I was a very well mannered child, too scared to do any wrong.
1: Never mind. That actually makes a lot of sense. So, so I guess uh, that's our
0: show. I want to. That's been our line. show. It, it has been our show, uh, Stevie where can people find you
1: you can find all my shit over on stevie com. that's dot com. i do tiktok and i do twitch and i would love if you would follow me on both of those and join me in my streams because we get fucking silly dude i've been playing a an arcade employee dating sim uh la- this last couple times i've also started the fnaf series and i beat fnaf um and now i may actually consider trying the rest of the series so i highly recommend you you come on down and join us i'd really appreciate that um uh, micah
0: where can people find you uh, you can find me on, at Twitter, at Mx Maxwell Music, or you can listen to that music at Bandcamp, which you can go to mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. Uh, we also have a official Twitter account, which is called
1: at gender underscore swap underscore pod, which we frequent ah, every now and again, but more importantly, we have a Patreon and on our Patreon, you will get gender swap content every single week because on the off weeks that we're not posting on Spotify or SoundCloud or your chosen podcast, uh, uh, streaming site of choice, we're posting over on Patreon. So for just three bucks a month, you can get sweet, sweet genderqueer content, uh, every single week of the month.
0: Also known as every single week. Oh. So. <laughs> I, man, this why has I, been a weird episode. Why did I say
1: it like that? Yeah, I. <laughs>
0: it's been a weird episode. It's, yeah, this is a weird episode.
1: Oh, also, don't forget that if you are on our Patreon, you can also send in fan mail because we recently started a segment uh, called Listener Mail or something. Isn't it? Or Viewer Mail? Wait, we said Viewer Mail, but we don't have viewers, we have listeners.
0: You know what? I don't actually remember. I think we said what viewer I mail. put in the sound drop. So right now I am. I think it was viewer. I hold remember on you. a second. S- I'm actually going to cheat here. Okay. I am bringing up the mail. Uh, ca- okay, the drop is called mail call drop, and it sounds like it's time for the mail.
1: That's it. Okay, I remember in the episode itself, I think you said like your like joke drop was like "you were male," and I just now realized that that could be a problem. So I'm glad that it was just you've got mail.
0: Good. It's not you've got mail. It's time for the mail.
1: Time for the mail. My bad. (laughs) God.
0: So yes, if you write into us on Patreon. Uh, you might be a part of the segment. It's time for the mail. And we get very little mail because we just started
1: that last week because someone sent us a, a note and we thought that was cool of them. Um, so if you start sending us mail now, shit, dude, you could be on it a lot. I'm not saying to spam us. I just think it'd be cool if you did. No, Mike has to read the Patreon messages. Actually, don't do that. You can spam my Instagram DMs, though. There we go. I went on a whole journey there. You really <laughs> did.
0: So uh, after that, that, that walk... Uh, I guess there's nothing left to say, but, uh, bye.